0: Pen Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton, and
1: I'm Pen Ketchum. What's, What's up? up, my man? David, you know how I know this is an important episode? Big time. One seven one. One seven one. My notes are printed on
2: cardstock. Well Well at least we get framed afterwards? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like like usual. Psh, 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 <laughs> right. On the wall. Right. Yeah. You know how you go in some places and they have like platinum records like <laughs> <laughs> all around the office. <laughs> we are show notes. Right. <laughs> so I was sitting at <laughs> my desk minding my own business. Yeah. Going over our notes. Mm. And as usual, when I felt like we were all done, I clicked print. Yeah. Two copies. Great. No worries. I go to pick them up, and they are <laughs> <It's> <laughs> hard. You hear that sound? This is the sound of the paper. I'm. Yeah. Wa- I, that's the card that's s- stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. This is gonna probably be the best show ever. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, it's the most official show. <laughs> Clearly. I'm afraid to write on it.
2: Right. It's, it's, well, we had that staff meeting this morning where we were talking about ways we could improve the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember
1: someone stood up and said. Uh, I feel like the number one way is to increase costs. <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: right. How can we improve our customers' listening experiences? <laughs> and a hand in the back shot up immediately, right? <laughs> increase costs. <laughs> and then Debbie was like, Card stock. <laughs> we could easily triple yeah, our yeah, costs. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we like to do things as expensive and complicated as possible. Yeah, um, obviously. Now, listen, David, we glossed yeah. over something right oh, away right that away. we need. to backtrack and get right to yeah (sighs) mother's day happy mother's day thanks happy mother's day to you too happy mother's day to everybody to shady lady and to all our mother (sighs) listeners which i know there's plenty uh my question for you david yeah best movie mother best best mother fictional mother in the movies i guess it doesn't have to be non it it could be like from a documentary i guess clearly Uh,
1: not the one from honey or from home alone
2: Right, right. Well, she's clearly worst mother ever. <laughs> right, right, right. So we've got that locked yeah. down. <laughs> mm. What about um what about I every time this topic comes up people always mention Sigourney Weaver in Alien. <laughs> <laughs> because of the Alien day? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Or what about uh, Linda Carter in Terminator?
1: No, that's that's
2: momming yeah. to the max. Right. Right. You are not going to deny her protection of her son. Right. Cosmically, no, I, I'm galactically. Gonna, I'm
1: going to go with you on yeah. If you gotta go with movie moms. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's pretty hardcore. Although the dinosaur mom from Land Before Time, <laughs>
2: she's pretty caring. I'm going with um Olympia Dukakis in Moonstruck. Moonstruck. It always comes back. Yeah, it always comes back to Moonstruck. Great back to yep. Moonstruck. Yep.
1: Wow, I'm going with Medea.
2: You know where you know who had a lot of mommy issues? Who's that? Uh, the Scarlet Witch. <gasps> <Aye. laughs> Whoa. Nothing says Mother's Day like Doctor Strange, (laughs) (laughs) right? I mean, wait, so riddle me this. Coincidence? Dr. No. Strange is released on Mother's Day? This I think not. They kept
1: moving it. Right. They were like,
2: what's the perfect holiday right. for this? Right. At Halloween? Right. First nah. they were like Halloween, and then they were like Arbor Day, mm. Labor Day. Labor Day. No. Get in there. Get there. Christmas in July. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Almost. Mother's Day. Got it. Nailed
1: it. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Pen. there's almost like yeah. no news this week. I Last know. week we had so much news we couldn't even breathe. Because it's... <laughs> Because <laughs> it's CinemaCon. CinemaCon. The and then everyone after CinemaCon went into like a sugar coma. Right. They went back to New York and went to bed. Yeah. They were like, oh, sleep for another six months. Yeah. yeah. So there's not a whole lot of news. All right. But there's some. There was l- – let me rephrase that. There was a lot of news this week, but it was all streaming. News. Right, right. So it was not really relevant for us right Right. There. So now, here's something that's kind of small. Okay. But everything, everywhere, all at once – is going to change mm. one of its credit titles when it goes to digital release in June, the beginning of June
2: can we just on that topic of everything everywhere all at once yeah we have discussed on this show how studios sometimes would prefer to be final on a movie they would prefer to have a movie finish its theatrical run instead of holding on for a show or two a day right so if you are a fan of or in, or if, you're, if you either want to see everything everywhere all at once again, or if you've heard so much about it but you haven't seen it yet, this is your last week. Wow. Yeah, it's out. Thursday will be its last day of, wow. of shows because the studio, which we're huge fans of, A24, and I deal with a woman there named Cameron who I love. She's terrific. Um, and the studio is very supportive of exhibition. It's all good. But we were not able to come to terms to hold over the movie.
1: This is one of those like I understand it, right? Because this is one of those movies that's ha- had a little hype around it, right? Right, and they probably want to let that hype simmer a little bit for the home release.
2: I guess, but my can my problem, as is always the case in a situation like make this, make money while you can. Well, no, I, the, the movie's been out four or five weeks. Like we're go- like short, like we're yeah. good. So Three my years. question is like it. I opened obviously opened it really well. It played really well. We did great with it. Now it's playing down in Tropolis. so you know I don't know if it's still playing there or not, but it, it opened there. Right. Um, my thing is like, the movie doesn't, and I say this with all due respect, the movie doesn't need a clean run anymore. You you play it once or twice a day. What play it in an evening show and give it a matinee, and the people who want to see it will find it. Right. You know. And you look at you know I look at um like Lost City is back lost city actually went split and came back and is because it did so well split, you know, now it has sort of earned like, like these movies have staying power and they stick, I'm still playing uncharted, uncharted for one show a day is still grossing like decent amount of money. So like, what's the problem? You know, like just let us hold the movie for a show or two a day and it'll make a few more bucks. But more importantly, the audience that still hasn't seen it or wants to see it again has a chance to do so right anyway so you were saying about the digital release will feature some changes in the credits
1: Yeah. Uh, so Jenny Slate's character who they call Big Nose in the movie uh, was credited as Big Nose played by Jenny Slate in the credits and um, the Jewish community found that offensive uh, the directors came out and said they didn't um, even think about it uh, when, and they will change it they're sorry Um it was mostly they think it was a they explained it as like uh more of a cultural thing as they were going for the Asian um the way Asians refer to whites white people like type of slang type of thing mm-hmm. and not realizing the you know it it was a miscommunication and they're fixing it is basically what it is. It wasn't okay. meant to be hurtful. Uh,
2: or anything like that. It, it was comical. Okay. Uh, or what they thought was comical. Right, right, right. Okay. So. Sam Raimi has confirmed that Universal is discussing a legacy sequel to the 1990s Dark Man. David, fill me in. Do you know Dark Man? No. You don't know Dark Man? No. It's one of the first superhero movies,
1: like around. Okay. Played by Liam Neeson. Okay. And he's a guy with, like, it's basically like a. Mix between Batman and um, Phantom of the Opera okay. type thing. Mm-hmm. Guy gets real scarred up and then takes out his revenge on... Mm. But getting scarred kind of made him... I think it makes him, like, not feel pain or only feel pain. So, like, getting shot doesn't bother him type okay. of thing. Yeah. Um, just like me. Yeah, just like you. Ain't no thanks. quad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> But apparently Liam Neeson's not slated to come back because I think he's aged out of the role. Uh, but, uh,
2: that's why I'm not going back to the NFL. That's I, right. people are like, when's Penn
1: coming back right. NFL? And I said, Well, ever since he moved on to the NBA. Right. He's, he's aged. out. aged out of the NFL. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's one at a time. Right. That's what we say.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. So um, I guess there are a surprising Huge amount of Darkman fans.
2: Yeah. No, that doesn't surprise me. And now that you talk it through, it rings a bell.
1: Mm. It's an old, it's
2: like, you know, it's same era of Evil Dead. Yeah. Like Sam Raimi type of stuff. So what do you think, because you're a little better in tune with the lingo, the jargon. What does a legacy sequel mean? I think a legacy
1: sequel, we've seen a lot of them, is when they take an older series that's been dormant for a while. And they bring it back. So I think uh, maybe Aliens is a bad example, but like Predator.
2: Avatar. A- Avatar. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, they were always making that secret. Right, right, right.
3: Yeah.
2: But- a, a, a franchise that has run its course and then somebody like dusted it off and was like, hey, that was really great material. Right. We can do something with this. I think Predator
1: is a good example.
2: You okay. have the two, first two and then a long
1: mm-hmm. stretch or what's another? Scoob. Scoop, yeah, yeah, Scooby Doo, <laughs> yeah, or Twenty One Jump Street, mm. um, something like that. Like, oh, Top Gun, Top Gun, Top Gun is a legacy sequel. Okay, yeah,
2: I'm not sure. How, what do you mean you're not sure? It, because I f- I feel like Top Gun. I I feel like there needs to be more than just time in between shows because Top Gun Maverick, which comes out this summer, or I'm sorry, in a couple weeks, um, Top Gun Maverick. Is a direct sequel with the same cast, same characters. Now there's some, you know, references to past characters like Val Kilmer's character, et cetera, but it's still Tom Cruise.
1: Right. So it's still legacy it's still a legacy movie that's getting a sequel.
2: Okay. I mean look, Jurassic Park. Okay. You know? Okay. I don't know. I'm not sure that either of us has this concept nailed. I guess we'll find out when we see Darkman get released.
1: I at pensummit.com if you want right. to
2: argue. If you know better than we do. Yeah. If you want to embarrass yourself. Yeah, seriously.
1: <laughs> Google started off, someone wrote in and said, I want to embarrass myself. Right. Let
2: me <laughs> right. read this off. I love the people who write in and think we're going to give them a straight answer. Mm. Yeah, come on, <laughs> That's good stuff. Now, I got another piece of news here. Oh, okay. Are you familiar with Danny Boyle? Oh, Danny very, Boyle. Yeah. He's an English director, mm. producer, right? Yeah. Did you know, remember a couple of years ago, we went through all the ankle breaking of Daniel Craig? Yeah. Did you know that Danny Boyle was signed on to do James Bond 25, which would become No Time to Die?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So before that movie got started, Danny Boyle exited the project. Mm. But I thought that he made some interesting comments about his his James Bond 25 was going to be in... Russia. He was going to go back to James Bond's roots oh. in cold cuz James Bond comes out of cold war Soviet era Russia, right? And wouldn't that have been interesting to have that playing in theaters, you know, in light of the current events of the world? And then also he said one of the reasons he left the project is because studio didn't want to kill off James Bond at the end of the movie. But we well, all know. Did. We all know they did.
1: Fun, fun fact. Yeah. How long have they been making the James Bond movies?
2: Sixty years. Isn't that long? I thought it was fifty something. I thought it was in the '60s, right? Wasn't the first one in the mid '60s? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. fifty-five. And how many 60, are there? Twenty-five.
1: Right. right. How long have they been making the Marvel movies?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Ten years? Fifteen years? About fifteen years. Yeah. And I think. 5,000 of this them. this one is
1: the Dr. Strange was like 26 or 28. Yeah. So that's insane. That's a lot.
2: Yeah. They're moving. Marvel yeah. is moving. Turn them out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was also, I, I forgot to write it down, but Danny Boyle in the same interview also had a really interesting. Um, ah, uh, he had a really interesting choice for who he wanted to play James Bond instead of Daniel Craig. I'll think of it later when you're in the middle of saying something important and I'll interrupt you to, to say it. I'll blurt it out. Jose Canseco. Right, exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah. Perfect bond. Antonio Banderas-McLaughlin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's all the news fit to print. On yeah. cardstock, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have, some, we have some trailers. Please.
2: Look, I'm just going to say my trailer of the week it's a tie I liked every well I liked almost every single one of these trailers and you will not guess my trailer of the week. Mm. Can we ju- let's just get this out of the way. Yeah. Was your trailer of the week Avatar? No. Me neither. No. I mean was, I loved that trailer. We'll talk about it in a second, but it was not my trailer of the week. Was that a trailer? Or what do you use call- it a sizzle reel? Wait, you're calling it a sizzle reel? <laughs> it felt like a
1: sizzle reel. Yeah. I'm not saying that it looked bad. it looked fine. It looked stunning. Heavens to Betsy Heavens to Betsy It looked like more of
2: the same But Wait, 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 whoa, wait whoa, Because whoa. we're going to be talking about Avatar for the next six months
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah.
2: So am I going to have to listen to you like bashing it?
1: Uh, I mean probably
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably I mean it's Avatar
1: No, I'm not I wanna, I'm like ready to figure out what the gimmick
2: is The gimmick is it's all in water As per the title,
1: Avatar all in water. All right, (laughs) Avatar. This one's in water. (laughs) All right, so
2: let's let's start let's start with that. Let's start with this is real. You you you.
1: (laughs) We looked at each other as it played, and we were like, "That was it."
2: Now, one person wrote us in, and we'll talk about it in the show notes. But they said that when the Avatar trailer came on, the audience erupted into cheers. Yeah, there was pure silence in my audience. How many, was your house, did you watch it in a crowded theater? Oh my gosh, it was full. Really? Friday night, Friday night, okay. Dr. Strange. Yeah, so it was full because I watched it, I watched it in a public show. Oh. I was traveling this weekend. I did not watch it in Utah, but I watched it when I got back and the theater was open. So I snuck into the back of Theater 3 and watched it Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And there was only five of us in there. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't, I didn't get like the full, you know. Yeah audience experience. And and four of them got up and walked out after the Avatar trailer. Right. They were like, that's all I was here for. Right. Pretty much.
1: Um, Apparently, uh, I was listening to Mr. Sunday Movies uh, or the Weekly Planet podcast, and they were saying in Melbourne, Australia, the theater had two screens. One screen was showing Doctor Strange, and the other screen just had the Avatar trailer on repeat all the time. Wow. And that, so that you, people who wanted to watch the avatar trailer could just go in and they had bought a ticket and just watch the avatar trailer as many times as they want.
2: Are you serious? Out. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that goes to the argument, you know, that's the kind of thing that makes you think that's going to be a big damn movie. I mean, maybe these guys were like, I don't understand
1: why. Cause they were, like, cause it's, a reel. this is a real, this a real. Yeah. It didn't really, I don't know. It looks good. Visually. We'll see what happens. I'm trying to be open. <laughs> I'm just, the, the, like, the shock and disappointment in the face is between me and the person I saw with. We're just like, oh.
2: Well, speaking of people walking out of things. Oh, boy. The director of Crimes, is, crimes of the Future.
1: Well, let me, first, before you get into this review of this trailer. Yeah. I am taking a hard stance and I did not watch this trailer and I refuse to watch any future trailers. <laughs> this looks too disgusting okay. for me to like I don't want to put this in me.
2: Okay. Well listen, for everybody else, yeah. You know, besides yeah, David, yeah, who's yeah. too scaredy cat yeah, to Yeah. The director, David Is it David Cronenberg? Yeah. Yeah. Cronenberg told Deadline Hollywood that he fully expects in the first five minutes people to walk out when it screens at the Cannes Film Festival. And then he said, it's possible, even after having sat through the whole movie, people will leave during the final 20 minutes as well. Wow. Because the images are that disturbing. Now, I watched the Red Band trailer, and I watched it with my full attention and focus. Wow. I wasn't doing other things. And, I mean, it was weird, and I guess you could use the term gross, but it wasn't like... I didn't have to look away. I was wondering. I was. I wish you had watched the trailer because I was wondering why it was red band. Oh, like I, it was gross. I'm not saying it was like fun to watch, but I mean, I felt it, it. didn't feel any worse than it than any other horror movie trailer that I've watched.
1: The first trailer was gross enough for me to not want yeah. to see anymore.
2: Well, this was definitely gross, and I'm not sure that I want to be watching this movie. But yeah. we'll definitely get it here at Penn Cinema. Can't wait for you to watch it.
1: Yeah, yeah, just you in the theater. Or lock the
2: doors. Yeah. Did I ever tell you? Did I ever tell you about how, like, when you're, when I, when we first opened the theater, I I was more of a manager, right? Because we only had ten screens, and we didn't have the big, all the extra big stuff that we have nowadays. And I was closing one night. I was on the closing shift, and the theater lost power, like lost, lost, right? So. When you're downstairs and the theater loses power, there's all these, like, exit light generators that automatically come on, and it, it's creepy. It's really spooky being in the building by yourself yeah, in, in the pitch dark with these, like... The generator lights are on there for an emergency so that people can exit safely. And they can exit safely, but it's still creepy as oh, hell. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it got oh, all yeah. these unusual shadows all over the place, and so, you know, it was wintertime, so everybody was, like... Is is it a snowstorm? Is somebody drive into a uh, pole? You know, or in, is the power going to come back? And so, I sort of you know went around to each theater and was like, "Here's the deal. I don't know if the power's coming back or not. You know, it maybe it will, maybe it won't." But and after a while, I went around and I was like, "Here's you know we're going to give you refunds and like we don't know if the power's coming back and I'm not staying here." All and it was late. It was like I want to say it was one a.m. or midnight or something oh. like that. It was like a Saturday night. It was a closing. It was a late night. So we refunded everybody and got the theater empty. But then once you empty the theater, you still have closing duties. You still have responsibilities. So now you're, like, alone in this, like, dark, creepy-ass building, right? Yeah. And then you go upstairs, and you're you're not going upstairs in the elevator. No. No, you're going in the creepy little stairwell. So, yeah, exactly. So then you come upstairs to the booth where there's not the – you know, because there's it's not a public space, so it doesn't have the requirements for safely exiting. You know, it's yeah. got it's got some battery powered emergency exit lighting, but not really, you know. And all the exit lights are red. You know, so there's like that red glow at the end of the hall and you got your little rickety flashlight and, and this is
1: back when you had the reels. Yeah. So and I remember up here it was very matrixy. Yes. Back then with the big giant reels and the, and the projectors and stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah. It was creepy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what about this movie made me go on that tangent. but That was how you died the first time. Right. That was yeah. my first trip. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, so I watched this movie, and uh, I don't know why it was Red Band. It was creepy as hell, and I'll probably watch it. Well, good on you, <laughs> my friend. And then what you do, what I do. I don't know if other people are like this. I know some people are just hardcore horror fans, and they love a good horror movie, and that's great. When I watch a really hard horror movie, what I like to then do is watch, like, a cartoon. (laughs) Immediately afterwards. Right, right. Like, cleanse my soul. Right. You know, like, a feel-good, you know, not some Disney shit where the mom's going to die. Right. You know, but, like, some feel-good, easy, cheesy, like, Sonic probably would be a good choice. Right. Or, like, DC League of Super Pets.
1: Speaking of the DC League of Super Pets, they adopted a new trailer this week.
2: (laughs) What's, yeah. that, what's that, some kind of joke?
1: Yeah, about, about they, pets. Pet adoption. Yeah. Uh, DC Super League, <laughs> DC League of Super Pets had its second trailer this week. Uh, I thought it was really good. I mean, it's got some of the stuff we saw in the first one, but it's got some new stuff. Um, more interactions between the characters. Uh, yeah, I, I think this movie's going to be funny. I think it's going to be heartfelt. I think it's going to be good for kids. And the adults are
2: good with them. Do you remember the last time we saw Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart together? Mm. Collateral or not collateral? What was that movie called? Jumanji. Jumanji. And they were freaking amazing in that movie. Yeah, I forgot about. That. And they are so good together in this movie. And I haven't seen the movie yet, but the trailer. Like I remember the first trailer dropped, and you and I went nuts for it. I think it was our trailer of the week, and we were both like all excited, all in on it. Now, the second trailer, to me, didn't have that same level of enthusiasm, but that's just because I already knew that I loved the... It didn't have that same sort of surprise factor. We knew we loved the content, yeah. you know. So the second trailer, in my opinion, was, like, good. You know, it was, it, it was good. What? I just keep thinking about now about Hobbs and Shaw,
1: when he's, like, the... He's the uh, um, Kevin Hart is the flight marshal. Mm-hmm. and he's like I can help you guys I can. they just like stick him in the bathroom with a radio <laughs> they don't know what to do with him yeah. anyway
2: sorry no there's, that's great so this trailer is great my favorite was when the dog that's played by Kevin Hart has to be the dog shield when they jump off the building mm-hmm. and they get shot with a ray and he's like dumped on the sidewalk he's like why couldn't I have been why couldn't I have just had like a magic hammer or something <laughs> yeah. so funny like that's such a I love the Marvel DC back and forth and the, I, I love the squeak toy yeah. The Batman's he's like, squeaky Bruce. And Batman's
1: like, that better be officially licensed or I'm going to lose <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> uh, speaking of losing it, mm-hmm. do you feel like you lost your memory of Easter Sunday? No. Oh. I don't get the segue. I don't know. It was a
2: bad one. It was rough. It just, I tried yeah. to make something work. Yeah. It didn't work. There's yeah. a movie called Easter Sunday. No, let's back up. I got, I got one for you. Okay. All right. How did we finish the DC one? We were like... um, Oh, it looks really good. Yeah. You know what else makes you feel I think DC League of Super Pets is gonna make you feel really good. Mm. It's gonna be like a feel good type of experience. Yeah. You know what else is a feel good type of experience? What's that? Easter Sunday. Oh <gasps> uh, That was smooth, right? That, that was, was good. That Sunday. was good, right? Nobody, I think nobody I should be notice. in charge. I think I should be in charge of segways. You should probably be in charge of That's admit
1: that you should probably be in charge of segues, <laughs> yeah. charge
3: segues all the time.
1: <laughs> Mine barely make any sense. (laughs) Speaking of hammers, Easter Sunday, huh?
2: You know when your mom gives you a hammer for Easter? Yeah. Right? Right? Right. Someone's going to smash those eggs. Right. I mean, how is he going to get them open? Exactly. You know. What did you think of Easter Sunday? It's not my trailer of the week, but I love this trailer. I love the premise behind it. It's a Filipino family. It's a Filipino love story. Um, We fight hard and we love hard. And um, I just thought it looked really exciting. What I It got my attention right away in the opening scene of the trailer. They're panning through the mom's kitchen, and it has, like, the giant fork. Do you remember these? Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, It was, like, really in, like, in the 70s, and old people, I think, still have them. On the walls. You know, yeah, yeah the yeah. giant fork and the giant wooden spoon. And, like, that detail got me, like, right away, like, got me. And the rest of it, like it was great. The mom at the beginning, it, it just opens with like a good joke. She's like, he's like, I, mom, I'm, I've got a pilot. She's like, you're, you're a pilot. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm, I, I'm trying out for a role on a new TV show. And she's like, oh, you're going to play a pilot on a TV. No,
1: I play you been a lawyer. You could have been tried a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: And then the sister's like, you got to live your dream. So I got to go live mom's dream and be a nurse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I thought it was great. And I love, um, Tiffany Haddish, she appears in a couple of trailers this yeah. week. Um, and she plays the cop who loves, or apparently there's some like romantic history with the with the main character, the male lead. And she's telling the kid in the backseat of the car, she's like, me and your father were intimate. I could have been your mother. <laughs> Clearly I'm not. <laughs> Clearly I'm not. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think this movie has a lot of promise. I don't know how well it's going to do. Like mainstream, but it certainly looks. Um, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of my big fat Greek wedding, or crazy rich Asians, or crazy rich Asians, or yeah. you know,
1: moonstruck. Like it, it has a clear good. demographic, and it looks like a good breach out of it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks good enough to go wide. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, this next movie, um, it's not going wide, but Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. This looks delightful. This is my trailer of the week. This is my contestant for trailer of
1: the week. And I think it is my trailer of the week. The other one, which is the next movie we're going to talk about, I, it, the, I think the reason I can't give a trailer of the week is because it could either be a really great movie or, or just not a good movie.
2: Well, it doesn't all. get my trailer of the week because it's a made-for-TV movie. What? No, it's releasing. In select theaters In select. and on digital on the same day. So that's a made-for-TV movie that somehow snuck itself into a movie theater. <sighs> that's our official position as reviewed in numerous staff meetings. Hands down! <laughs> right. We will not be having further discussion. <laughs> I'm not interested in your opinions on this matter. So
1: then Mrs. Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris.
2: Yeah, Mrs. Harris trailer. Goes to Paris is apparently based on a novel. And don't get me wrong, this other movie, which we'll talk about in a minute, does look like it has great potential, but yeah. it it is a TV show. So mm-hmm. Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris is... is um, it's rated PG. Yeah. It's really quaint. It's no cynical, you know, it's it has none of the stuff that normally I'm all about. It doesn't have any chasing, you know, no cars blow up, no swear words. Like this movie looks clean and pure and I'm all about it and I just think it's compelling and it's obviously well written the acting looks amazing like everything about this movie makes me want to see it
1: what's the, what's the is it dior is that the christian dior yeah she's like who's that guy and they're like that's the big boss it's christian dior she's
2: of like, looks like my milk man yeah <laughs> right. yeah no it's so good yeah yeah I, I i think this looks great and the lead actress is like super fancy and they were talking about all the awards she's won and, oh really but i've never heard of her I, and I can't even remember her name here sitting here talking on the show. Mrs. Harris. Mrs. Harris. Yeah. She goes to Paris.
1: That, <laughs> that, that rhymes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the last film we have here is called On the Count of Three, which uh, deals with a touchy subject, mm-hmm. which is probably mean. I don't know probably why it's not. They're not pushing it too hard in theaters or whatever. but.
2: Well, it stars Gerard Michael, okay. who recently had a HBO um, comedy stand-up special. Oh. Well, Which obviously based on your reaction you've not seen. Know. It is stunning. Okay. I mean, it's amazing. First of all, it's funny, but it's unlike any it's not a normal comedy special. Like he literally sits on a stool in an in a very small theater and does his stand-up act, but his whole stand-up act um comes down to him coming out. Right? Okay. And What's fascinating about it is he, he, it's, I read one review, which I agree with, which is that it's almost like he filmed an HBO comedy special as a therapy session, okay. you know, you know what I mean? Like he literally was talking to the audience about different pieces of it. And yet somehow it was an incredibly intimate and beautiful, um, Conversation, but somehow also it was hilarious. You know, like he he obviously like has woven throughout it. You know the the comedy, the storytelling. Right. Anyway, it the, the special made me a huge fan of his. And then he hosted Saturday Night Live, which he did really well with. Um, and now he stars in this movie, which is basically about two main characters who decide they're going to commit suicide together. They form like a suicide pact, right. and. I don't know what happens in the movie. You it, know, it's, it
1: kind of looks like they it, the trailer makes it look like at first they're like, we can do anything. So they kind of start doing, like let's try and rob something right. or whatever, and and then but then it kind of takes a turn. They're like, well, if we could really do anything, let's try and make other people's lives better. Mm. And I'm sure I, I'm hoping that the end result is making other people's lives better. It gives them their drive to keep going yeah. or whatever. I mean, that's yeah. what I would assume happens, right. but maybe it does it for one of them and not the other. Or, right. Um, but there's some interesting, even, even cause they uh, like said it's a very dark comedy. Um, but you, you know, even so there's, there's some serious things where the guy's like, <clears throat> this is new for you. Like you're, you're, you're only down now, but I, my whole life I've wanted to kill myself mm. type of thing. Yeah. Like you,
2: you know, it's definitely a, um, like a legitimate it's it you can tell that the people behind the movie have experience either personally or in their own family like dealing with mental health and dealing with suicide like this is not a movie that some you know happy-go-lucky movie producer decided to put on right right this is a serious movie by someone who's been through some serious shit and apparently has a message that they'd like to share with the world so i mean i will definitely watch this movie i will not admit that it's a theatrical movie because it's not but um it's it's worth Worth watching the trailer if you're interested in it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, one movie that had some trailers worth watching mm-hmm. that we watched many trailers for mm-hmm. was Doctor Strange
2: in the Multiverse of Madness. Was it in the Multiverse of Madness? Yep. Not and the Multiverse it's of Madness. in the Multiverse of Madness. In the Madness of the Multiverse? In the Strangeness of the Doctor Universe. I saw a headline that referred to Doctor Strange M-O-M. M O M, like multiverse of madness. Oh, and it, it drove me nuts because I, I I couldn't remember which order the words were in. You were like mom, right? Is that you mom, mother, another Mother's Day reference. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, I got it. All right, so David, where are you at? Um, true story. True story. Let's talk real. This is real talk. Yeah. Uh,
1: this is extremely middle of the road. Perfect. Extremely middle of the road Um, and My immediate thought on the drive home was This Movie is the wall the wall the Marvel wall for me like, you know, you hit a wall this like I Feel I feel like I hit my Marvel wall Like in life. No, I mean just for now, you know, like like my excitement Kind of hit the wall. Okay, like not that I'm not gonna go see or not get hype. Like we get closer to Thor. Thor, I'm gonna I'm gonna be excited for that. But for right now, I'm just kind of like whatever. Mm. I just I feel very apathetic mm. towards it. And maybe it's because Moon Knight had just ended two days or a day before mm. with a very similar uh, lackluster ending.
2: So, I don't know. What did you think? Um, no, I, I I think that's a really good way of putting it because um, I, I hadn't quite gotten there yet in terms of articulating it the way you did, but I knew there was something that didn't sit quite right, but I also felt like it was a good movie. Like, I really enjoyed it. I liked it. Uh, I thought it was great, but there was something, like, kind of missing. It's by far not even close to the worst Marvel movie
1: you're saying it's the worst. It's not even close to the worst Marvel. It's, oh,
2: way yeah. better than the
1: worst Marvel. Yeah, it's not.
2: No, it, it, yeah. I'm not.
1: When I'm not saying this right, movie, is, right. it's not like Eternals is way further down on the list.
2: Okay, whatever. So without without, without like naming names, I'm just gonna say like I, I would agree with that assessment. Like this was a really good movie, and when you put it on the chart of like Marvel movies, it was right yeah. there in the middle. The thing that saved this movie for me was. Um, I just got such a kick out of the concept of, and it seemed like they did too when he was like, I'm going to have to go get the other thing from the other, other, other me. Right. You know, like all those sort of jokes. And that scene where she and he fall through all the multiverses. I mean, that was almost worth the price of admission on itself. This movie has a lot of amazing, great parts.
1: Right. Yes. And those parts, you can talk about how cool they were but somehow the puzzle doesn't fit together. Yeah. Or it's missing a piece or right, right. I don't know how else to say it, but it's so, just not quite right.
2: It, right. So I mean, I often try to like think about movies in terms of like how I would react, how I would recommend it to a friend mm. who's spending money to see the movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what I would what I would say on this one is absolutely it's worth the price of admission. My
1: someone was like is it worth me getting a babysitter? To yes. See it? And I said, "Do you like Doctor Strange?" And they said, "Actually, I, I do like Doctor Strange." And I said, "Totally, totally, right." If you would have said, "Eh, right, not so much," right, I would have said,
2: "Maybe not, yeah, maybe not right now, yeah." You know. So, talk me. Let's get into some specifics. Can you talk to me about the um, what was the name of the council, the Infinity Councilor? Uh, the Illuminati. The Illuminati. Well, first off,
1: I want to say one of my th- one of the things that I hypothesize is part of what makes the missing piece is this movie is the first of what I assume will be several like Miss Marvel or the Marvels coming up that is incredibly reliant on outside of movie stuff. Mm. This movie would not make sense without WandaVision. Right. If you haven't seen WandaVision, the motives of the, the motivations of the characters is not and where they are is not going to make sense. And they do not apologize or try and explain it. No. Which is, on one hand, I'm like, I love that. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I'm like, maybe it's been too long since WandaVision. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's... Your second hand is wrong. Your first hand is right. Okay. All right. (laughs) I see. Yeah. But it's very dependent upon WandaVision, even Loki, to explain the multiverse to a degree. But
2: But... Well,
1: but uh, Spider-Man did that just fine as well.
2: I totally agree. The only thing that I'm trying to emphasize is that um, they do not need to apologize. Right. They, and, and I love the fact that they didn't. Right. You know, like you're either in this circus or you're not. Like you're on the train or you're not.
1: The other thing that I've been reading is one of the major like general audience complaints is – the perception that this movie was going to be more multiverse. For a movie called Multiverse of Madness, it's not very Multiverse of Madness. They go to three places. Okay. They go to three places. Okay. I'm just saying, there could have been... There's only only three Doctor Stranges. There could have been a ton. Like, there could have been a lot. There could have been a montage of them, like, jumping from universe to universe, like, Like trying to find something or... Like, like there was when they were falling, right. But there could be a little bit more where they they're like, okay, we know that in, in that Dr. Strange in one of the universes has this book. We have to find a Dr. Strange that has this book and there could have been them just a montage of them bursting into the room to like Dr. Strange with two heads or right. lady Dr. Strange or, right. you know, like just that kind of thing.
2: Podcasting Dr. Strange. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah all these things. Yeah.
1: And we could have had a whole bunch of different cameos because people were, this movie was so hyped, and, and, and I think Spider-Man, maybe this is a detriment to Spider-Man because uh, everyone was theorizing that Andrew Garfield was going to be in Spider-Man, and he was like, no, 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 and then boom, boom, he was, right? Well, this movie had even more of that Tom Cruise is going to be Iron Man and mm. all this stuff, and everyone's like, no, 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 turns out, no. no. You know? And and I think that's part of the the lackluster. So so back to the Illuminati. What was your question there? What's the Illuminati? The Illuminati, the original Illuminati, is Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Namor, Black Bolt, uh, Iron Man, and uh, Professor X.
2: So they got John Krasinski instead of Iron Man. uh, Mr.
1: Fantastic's in there as well. Uh, So basically, it's like all the. Leaders of the different groups of mm-hmm. supergroups or the main leaders. They came together in super and super house powers. They said, "Look, what if we could network better hmm. and share Like this could have been stopped because the Fantastic Four knew this thing and the X Men knew this thing, right? But they didn't both know both parts. But what if they knew both parts?" And the idea of the Illuminati is that they would work in secret and share information in secret and not even their families or anything would know that they were working together so that it wouldn't seem like a global police. It's just what they wanted. They didn't want yeah. the world to feel like it was being run by this, right. where it, it, it's not being run by this group. It's being protected, but it could very quickly become a thing where it's being run by this group if they're in yeah. public. Um, so that's the idea behind them. This is an alternate realities version of them.
2: I didn't really like that whole chapter, Really of I, like him being on trial, and I mean, it was cool that Professor X came along. I, I knew enough to know that that was cool. but: uh,
1: The trial thing is lame, but I think seeing those characters,, yeah. and for some of them, it was a redemption. Uh, uh, and then I think that the subsequent deaths of those characters was probably the best part of the movie. Mm. Like that battle with Wanda was probably, was probably my favorite part of the movie. So this movie's version of the Illuminati, we have, uh, Black Bolt now played by Anson Mount, which is crazy. So they brought back, do you remember when they, that was showed in IMAX? Yeah, And everyone hated it, universally hated the Inhumans. Well, they brought him back, and they were like, whatever, let's just stick him in his goofy comic costume. Yeah. And it worked, and it was great. He, You know, if he, his talks, he he does stuff. Then we had uh, Baron Mordo f- through the Doctor Strange mm-hmm. part. We had Professor X, and he shows up. They play the 90s X-Men theme, which, was, which would have had me jumping out of my seat had that not been spoiled in the trailers. Mm. I think they shouldn't have spoiled that. And then we have Monica Rambeau's version of Captain Marvel, so I guess she did it instead of
2: what's her name. Colonel.
1: Cause she was, she had a British flag on her instead. Right. Oh no. That's yeah, I'm talking Captain Marvel. There was also, pe- uh, Captain Britain. Oh, which is, it, if you watch the what if series, it's the, uh,
2: instead of Steve going in,
1: Peggy goes in oh, and gets, I gotcha. and gets the,
2: yeah. Serum. I got to rewatch. I got to, or not rewatch. I got to watch the what if series. Yeah. I didn't tune in. Um, it's the evil Dr. Strange is from there too. Okay. Um,
1: And then the big surprise, the one, the the best surprise of the whole movie for me, John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, Mm. Reed Richards, and he teleports in and then comes like the best to me, the best part of the movie where they all are all cocky about how they're, they're so great and they go up against Wanda and she just like, I love, she's like, he's like black bolt with one word out of his mouth to destroy you. She's like, what mouth? And he doesn't have a mouth anymore. But he screams anyway and destroys himself. And his himself. brain blows yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And then she she pulls apart, she pulls apart Mister Fantastic like string cheese. Yeah. and cuts Penny Carter in half.
2: That string cheese reminded me of Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah, like the fingers. Hot dog hands. Yeah, hot yeah. dog fingers. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Uh, all right. Well, I mean. I, I liked it. I, I agree. I think we're both on the exact same page. Like, this is middle of the road, good, solid Marvel movie. What's next? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, bring me Thor. I am all about Thor right now.
1: That's the thing. It's like, I think that's the other part of it, is we got so used to the end of the Infinity Saga, where every movie, even when it stood alone, had something to add to the overall narrative Gotcha. of the Infinity Saga. Yep. Yep. And right now... It's more like phase two of Marvel movies where they weren't really leading to anything. Yeah. And they didn't really know where it was going.
2: Well, what do you make of the mid credits um, Stinger? This is the one where Doctor Strange hooks up with his on again, off again wife, whose name is Clea. Yeah. Played by. um, Charlize Theron. Charlize. Charlize Theron. I think that's great. I mean, so the
1: movies, his arc in this movie is getting over Christine right. and learning that not only does he deserve to be loved, that he's capable of mm. being attached to someone. I think that's what he learns with the other world, of Christine, that you know he held himself back because he was scared, and he doesn't need to be scared mm-hmm. with the right person. Right. And she's, in the comics, she's his wife. And so to me, knowing who she was, I was like, oh, this makes sense. Like they introduced the new love, love thing but she takes them to the dark dimension to solve whatever next thing is. Yeah.
2: Um, what do you, I, I, that made me like, I felt like that was the building block. That was like, okay, the next thing is going to be Dr. Strange and Clea in the, you know, yeah. Mystery box theater. Exactly. Or whatever. Yeah. I have no idea,
1: you know, in the avatar trailer, <laughs> like, the screen. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, I mean, I, it, but we don't, no, for sure. Sh- like, it's just not as clear yeah. as it was when you saw the infinity stones in the gauntlet. You're like, I know what's, if you knew yeah. comics, you're like, I know what's happened. Yeah. The if the- you know comics or David, yeah. either, either one. Yeah. And the theory now is what we're, ha- what we're building to is called secret war. And secret war is, there's three versions of it in the comics, but probably the one that we're going towards is the one where, uh, some character will bring, a bunch of characters from different dimensions, or different universes to what they call battle world. And they're supposed to fight each other. And then at the end, it's supposed to be for like, uh, see which universe survives. But in the end, like universes wind up merging together. So you get like, that's how we could get to potentially get the X-Men in the MCU and, and that kind
2: of thing. You just blew my mind. So my mind is blown. Boom. I mean, that's exciting.
1: Yeah. So that's the theory right now. I have to say this movie, even with, you know, as lackluster as I thought it was, best movie ever. Best movie ever.
2: I agree. Now I have a question about comics. Mm. So you're talking about the secret war, right? Mm -hmm. Is there like a secret like email that goes out when a new comic has been released? Like, how do you know, like to go down to your local comic book store and pick up the new comic?
1: They're released on certain days.
2: And is that like a real thing? Like people will go down to the comic store and like wait for the comic to come out. It's called a pool list. So a you pool. Go,
1: yeah, pool, Like pool. Oh, pool. Pull. P-U-L-L. Pull, pull, P-U-L-L. So what happens is if you want to read Spider-Man. Right. Right. And you want to read, you, you say, I want to read Spider-Man. Well, there's several different Spider-Man. I want to read this Spider-Man. And I want to read X-Men. And I want to read Superman. Okay. And you go to your comic shop. And if you want to read them every episode, the issue you say I want to make a pool list. I want to put reserve. So basically, I don't. I've never done it. I don't remember if you pay ahead or if you pay when you come to pick them up. I think you may pay when you come to pick them up. So basically, what happens is they make sure that they order enough for their pool lists gotcha. as well as for the store yeah. and so then they come in so if you go to like um, the comic store downtown
2: across from the railroad station right we love those guys those
1: guys are great yeah you'll see on their like behind the counter there's a uh a, a rack yeah and then there's just like comics like laid with like somebody's name yeah and that's everyone's pool list mm. so when someone comes in they go and they pool so if you don't go for a couple of weeks they'll have a couple of weeks of comics oh. for you and it's so all- it's kind
2: of like a subscription, except instead of coming to your house, you go to the store to pick it up. It's a, it is very much a subscription. Can you get a subscription? Can you have the comic delivered to your house? I don't know. You've never I don't heard think of that. So. Yeah. I feel like I want to get on a pull list. But what do you want to read? I'm asking. So I mean my what, what favorite I, my
1: favorite guy's Iron Man. What I do is I read Or Batman. The graphic novels. Or the Smurfs. So so the graphic novels <laughs> the Smurfs,
2: yeah. And the graphic novels are like. I love when you're you're talking about comics. You got no time for wisecracks, nothing. no time right. for sidebars. Like, it. don't interrupt me no. with your funny uh, Smurf joke. Yeah. So, like, a, I'm so, talking so, comics.
1: I, I'm talking about graphic novels, pen. Yeah, right, right, all right, right. So they'll be like, this is the run of Iron Man Book One, and it's like seven comics, and it's yeah, like, a book. so it's a sit down, and it's like not a, not a long read, but yeah. you can spend because if you just buy a single comic book, that's like three or four bucks. And it's only like 10 to 12 pages of like comic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of, there's ads in it. You read it. Just,
2: before you're done before you get home. Right. Yeah. Do you ever flip to the back of the comic to see how it ends before you read it? No. Nah. nah, bruh. It's crazy. Do you ever get a comic and while you're reading it, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that's going to happen. Or yeah. I can't believe that just happened. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For so sure. That's the excitement of it. like, I
1: One of the ones That's hated by everyone That got me really like crazy Yeah Was when uh, It's called uh, One More Day I think it's called And it's when Peter Parker And Mary Jane Sold their marriage To the devil To save Aunt May And it absolved Their marriage And it reset Peter Parker comics Or Spider-Man comics To where Mary Jane And Peter Parker Were no longer In a relationship That's no good People hate it
2: Yeah So you so
1: you're not on a pull list right now? I've never. Been never on a pull been, list. yeah. The only comic that I bought regularly yeah. was Sonic the Hedgehog when I was really little.
2: Regularly. Regularly. Sonic Okay. I'm going down to the comic book store. Podcast at pencinema.com. What should I look for? Podcast at pencinema.com. I'm I'm going down to the comic book store. Can you bring a coffee with you? Can you walk in yeah. there with a coffee? All right, so hey. I'm going down. I'm going to have a coffee with me. I'm going to walk in. You yeah. let me know. I'll come down. I'll be like, what up? Do they know you? You walk in yeah. and
1: they're all like, David. Nah. Anymore. If I buy comic stuff, I buy uh, online. <sighs> Shh. That's no good. Because right? I buy graphic novels. I don't buy the yeah. individual pieces. Okay. All right. So Doctor Strange in the Multiverse <laughs> of Madness, Best movie ever. Listener knows questions, answers, comments, feedback,
2: suggestions, and so much more. This week, there was a lot of good stuff in here. We had one woman wrote in with a fake name. Yeah. I like that. Can you believe that? I love that. Oh my gosh. So, Jason, formerly known as Jonathan. Jonathan?
1: Yeah. Could be Jason. Could be Jason. Justin. Justin? Justin. I think it's Justin. Jonathan? It's Jonathan. It used to be Jason. Well, it's Jason, formerly Jonathan.
2: But before it was Jonathan, it was Jason. Yeah, probably. Geez.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably
2: right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we should just call him Jeff <laughs> from now on. Jay. Jay. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> he asks the question direct directly. Oh, right, 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 right. He says, "Have you or your staff ever mentioned to parents that they may be wait- walking their young children into a potentially scary, terrifying horror movie?" <laughs> <laughs> I know. I been says ins- you. Yeah. Yeah. Scary for you. Uh, I know I have been in some intense movies and notice young kids in the theater. While I think parents should be allowed to choose, it's a bit annoying when a young kid is talking or being disruptive or being scared, potentially crying because of what is on the screen. It's also potentially a trauma-inducing thing, though I guess you aren't out there to be a moral judge and jury and your staff should never be put in that situation.
2: What's the name? I was just... I was just trying to look up. What's the name of the guy who directed Multiverse of Madness? Sam Romney. Sam Rami was interviewed. I read a really interesting interview because there's been a lot of pushback about the movie being dark, mm-hmm. right? And I guess that's what Jason Jonathan J is talking about is like.
1: Well, he made a comment that seeing the Batman. Right, right. He thought it was a little
2: too dark for his right. 12 and 14 year old. S- right. That
1: there were younger kids in his
2: audience. Yeah. And so Sam Ramey Rami. I don't know. Sam Raimi commented in this interview that um his mom showed him Terminator 2 when he was five years old. Okay. And he said it really messed him up and allowed him he went on to make some great movies. To, you know, really freed up his creativity and he said, I love that movie and ever since I saw that movie I've wanted to write movies, I've wanted to direct movies, I've wanted to to make movies, right, right. So he said, every parent is going to have to, you know, navigate this particular movie that I just made called Doctor Strange Two, um, and make their own decisions about what is or isn't appropriate. Right. But he said, I hope a bunch of ten-year-olds and eleven-year-olds whose parents won't let them see this movie sneak into the theaters because then there'll be a whole another generation of great movie making. like that was his comment you know and so and i I think that was kind of funny so i know that's not jason jonathan jeff's question but i think that that is interesting like it, it really does make an interesting point about everybody has a different measuring stick for what is or isn't okay all right now let me try to give you a straight answer to the question the straight answer to the question is no um i have never and i hope that my staff has never made a comment to somebody about this movie's really intense or this movie is too dark for your little kids or blah, blah, blah. Now what I have done frequently is answered questions when people ask me, Mm -hmm. right? So I have a friend with two young teenagers. I think the kids might be 11 and 13 or something like that. And the dad asked me about Batman and I told him, you know, like, Hey, this is Batman and probably in line with like what you would consider superhero movies, but it's dark. You know, and it's darker and or I'll you know, sometimes I unfor- you know, this is another reason why I do try to watch as many movies as possible because I can give an informed answer. Sometimes I'll just have to say I haven't seen the movie, you know, so you I don't know. Um, but I think that it's never our place to like somebody walks up with two little kids and they want to buy tickets to see Firestarter right. you know, next weekend. It's not our place, you know, to make a comment. Now, where we sometimes comment has nothing to do with the the level of intensity of the movie. But, like, for example, we sometimes have problems with people bringing little kids, little babies, into, like, a late movie. You know, then you're worried about it impacting the rest of the audience. Like, right. I don't care if the kid's going to be traumatized and have bad dreams. I care about if the kid's going to mess up the viewing experience for my other customers. Right. That's more important to me. But, I mean, I say that in a way to that I intend to be funny about it. But the truth is like, it's not our, it's my position that it's not our position to screen. Like, like if you left your house and decided that multiverse madness was good enough for your kid, for your eight year old, who am I to, you know, I don't know your child's life experience. Right. I don't know, you know, what what they watch on TV at home. I don't know your what you hope for your kids. I don't know what you want for your family. I don't know what your um, you know, all that stuff. It's not my it's not, you know, I can't impose my life experience and measures of what is or isn't appropriate onto other people. You know, I'm just here to Show good movies or yeah. show movies, period. But you know what I'm saying. So anyway, so that's the straight answer to the question. All right. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe some people that you might want to be like, eh, well, is this age appropriate for you? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Top 10 Sarah. And her sister. And her sister. And her troublemaking sister. Yeah. They're yeah. like, we're coming to see Dr. Strange and we're going to be hooting and hollering. We're, we are ready to be shocked. And we didn't get
2: a, a callback on this. I wonder how it went. Yeah, we didn't get follow up. There were a number of incidents in the IMAX screen over mm-hmm. the weekend, oh all gosh. of which I attributed to Sarah. Okay, oh my
1: gosh. Yeah. She, she's got to do 10, right. 10 incidents to, right. to put them in order. Right. right. right.
2: <laughs> number one incident of the weekend. Right. 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 right, 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 right. So we did have, by coincidence, 10 incidents. Yeah. You know, that. Oof! Ish. Now, yeah, she
1: said her and her sister were mega pumped.
2: We put them in her permanent record.
1: Yeah, they going gonna—they were gonna see this, and she—she she said, "I'm a celebrity with the podcast. Yeah. So I can get away with whatever
2: I want. Big time.
1: Yeah. As she's and getting hauled, off,
2: she's getting hauled off to the car. Yeah. She's screaming at the kids. You know who I am? I'm Tinsel.
1: Do you know who I am? <laughs> uh, the guys the Kids at the counter are like We no, don't listen to the podcast The what? The what? <laughs> the what? Well <laughs> she... While there's a, a sign The
2: sign right, right. The podcast right. We have a podcast? <laughs> well she got hauled off To the clink Oh snap. right, Right yeah. And then she used her one phone call To call me <laughs> But I was in Utah Oh snap. So you I was on come. the fed. I was like Who is this? <laughs>
0: what? Do top, I know you? Top,
2: I know a top 12 Sarah
0: Right <laughs> Top 9 yeah. This is awkward. I mean, listen, my heart goes out to you. <laughs> <I'm fine.
2: laughs> mm-hmm. I think I would like uh, to hear from Topson Sarah's sister. <gasps> that would be great. I would love to hear your experience at Penn Cinema and whether or not you enjoyed it. She's in from out of town, right? right. She's yeah. from like Scottsdale or something. Ohio. Yeah. Or, I don't yeah. Know. All right. That was good stuff. Now, okay. uh, we got an email from uh, Megan Sham. No, the sham. The sham. She's the sham. She's a fake. A fake. Uh, man. She was it a Shakespeare? Ed, Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Said thou dost protest too much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember that. Or was it Bob Dylan? From, no, that that was Edgar Allan Poe in 1984.
2: For real. No, you're messing with me.
1: You have no idea. <laughs>
0: wait, wait.
2: Frodo is losing her mind. Right now. She's like, guys. <laughs> These guys are even
0: stupider than I thought. All
2: right. So um, the sham had a great idea. She said we should do. We just got a letter song from Blue's Clues. Now, as I say that, every listener that has kids hmm, knows knows what that means right. and everyone who doesn't is like what yeah. so there was this great tv show called blue's clues and and when they get a letter they had like a little theme song and she's suggesting that we should remix to avoid licensing issues like what was happening in dc league super pets <laughs> <Remix>! <laughs> we should do like a we should do like a little theme song that has nothing to do with getting mail <laughs> um Anyway, so yeah. So she knows the show recently got an upgrade because she heard us talking about our hot new email address. Oh, yeah. Podcast at PennCinema.com. And uh, it's something about an email now, but the classic letter is such an earworm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. And then she also said, now this was interesting. And you know when people tell us things and they sort of slide something in there? Mm. Like a little... By the way. Right, a little nugget. And it's it's almost like... Yeah. Ah. Uh, What's the expression? It's almost like a dog whistle, right? You know, that nobody can hear it except for dogs. Like, so here's what she says She also agrees. Now, David, who is she agreeing with here? Me. Okay. Clearly. All
1: right. And some statements that I made in the last podcast. Uh, I am over this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what pen hates <laughs> pen hates when he wants to think everyone is as excited about something as he is
0: and anyone
1: disagrees and with that
0: I want top every- god is going to be the number one movie of the year
1: until avatar comes out and becomes the number one movie of the world and that's the end of the end of the end everyone is going to see both movies multiple times and it's all they're going to talk about for the rest of their lives
2: Ah, I I, I hate it because I also know that you're right. So right. Like, I know that about myself. I'm aware. (laughs) I have that level of self-awareness. But I just want everyone to be super excited about every movie. Yeah. Why aren't you more excited about this movie? Right. And how dare you say that you're not. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, The Sham... Mm. A.K.A. Team David.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did I write this? We'll right. never know. We'll never know. <laughs> Coincidence? Hmm. Mm. Anyway, Sham the Sham goes on to write, I have to agree. She doesn't say who with, but apparently we're, we're, we're saying that she I mean, agrees with It's clearly with you. Me it's me clearly you. She <laughs> says, so I have to agree with David. Nobody really liked Avatar. Let's just let that... Just, if you need more proof, I don't know where you need to look.
1: I think we talked about this last week. People, the people, the people
2: are writing in. <laughs> the in, sham. In mass. <laughs> On cardstock. On cardstock. So you know it's official. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think we talked about this last week or maybe the week before, but I think it was yeah. last week. And I, I I will agree with both of you that... Even though Avatar was amazing and huge, I think we talked about it before. I don't I don't know anybody who's like, quote unquote, all about Avatar. Right. You know what I mean? Like I I disagree with the two of you guys that nobody really liked it. I think tons of people loved it. But over the years, I've never met anyone who's like I meet tons of people who are like, oh, I have a Batman collection in my basement, or oh, I'm obsessed, obsessed with Iron Man, or I'm obsessed with all kinds of franchises, you know. But I've never really met anyone who's like, I'm obsessed with Avatar. Should you and I, what challenge do we have
1: to have for our guests, our listeners, mm. to result in opening night of Avatar, you and me face painted like Avatar?
2: I think, like just, I think we should just I think do just it. Just do it? Just do it. I think, think we should have a Penn Cinema Podcast viewing party to watch Avatar on opening night. And, and you and me in costume. And I'm going to call on my friends at the Fulton and see if they can help me. Oh, my God. Can they face paint us? Yeah.
1: So otherwise, it's, you know, Marley doing it. So.
3: <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: So anyway, so the sham goes on to say, I have to agree with David. Nobody really liked Avatar. And then she goes on to say, I remember this is the part where I feel like she snuck in like a little knuckle sandwich. Mm. Like you're looking to your left and then she gets it from the right. Mm. She should, she should direct Rocky. He should. She, he, he should. <laughs> she, she, she. she says, I remember seeing it in the theater. And there's a word in there that I don't think is supposed to be in there. But so I think she said, I remember seeing it in the theater and leaving, thinking that Fern Gully told the story much better and was a lot funnier with Robin Williams as Batty. Hmm.
1: So that was the big thing, that Avatar was Fern Gully or Dance with Wolves, whichever one you wanted to go with. <laughs>
2: That's a pet peeve of mine. Mm. Some I, I don't like snarky moviegoers walking out of a movie going. Uh, I liked it a lot better when it was called Fern Gully. Yeah. Is this is
1: a mix between Fern Gully and like Terminator Three. I don't mind that. I don't mind
2: like the mix. Oh, we, we, the mix. remember we talked about that a number of weeks ago. And when someone <laughs> says it, do you go remix? <laughs>
1: remix. <laughs> All
2: right. Now, Trailer Master Jason also wrote in. Yeah. He says. Now, this one, this is a decent email. This is a guy who knows what he's talking about. This is a person who's clearly well-informed. He says, saw Dr. Strange last night. And the one of the main
1: takeaways obviously has to be they weren't kidding with the horror aspect, were they? No, they weren't. AKA fenced through the chest. (laughs) Curious if that message will hit the general public or not. Wondering how many people will go and thinking it's similar violence levels to previous movies. There's a major difference between Spider-Man No Way Home's PG-13 and Multiverse of Madness's PG-13. I'm not typically a horror-violent movie person, so I'm not sure what fully puts it over the edge to a rated R film. But if this didn't have the MCU-Marvel connection, would there be a chance this would have been rated R?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a fair question. Uh, my answer would be No. Yeah, I don't think it's quite R level. Yeah, it's not R level because it if, is. Does have some the, pulling the eye out of the thing. But that you you would chalk that up to like what the what the Motion Picture Academy refers to as comic book violence. Like yeah. like it, like if they pulled an eye out of a person who is hanging off the side of a building, that might be an R rated thing. But a giant building size octopus whose eye pops out like then yeah. that's not. And everyone knows the side of a
1: building. Is the best place to pull someone's eye out? Obviously. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think what made it what what was more likely to trigger in R rating was like when um, was it Captain Britain that got cut in half? Yeah, if they would have shown that. If they would have shown that, um, kind of wish they would have though. Yeah, I kind of did too. And then there was some like the bloody Scarlet Witch. Yeah. That was pretty disturbing. Well, she was dis- covered.
1: It was supposed to be robot guts, but still.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. it looked like blood. I it didn't know it like was robot guts. Yeah. And I felt like that whole sequence with her sort of stalking everybody covered in blood and guts was pretty intense. And then who was the who who landed on the fence post with the post uh, Evil Doctor Strange. Evil Doctor Strange through his chest. So, I think all of those things, you know, might have triggered an R rating if there was also language like if there were some swear words in there or if the um, gore was a little more graphic. Yeah. But I but I don't think Marvel saved it from being R-rated. Mm. Well, he started off strong, but then he came back
1: pretty weak. He said, no. Oh. No,
2: I feel the opposite.
1: And for Avatar, The Way of the Water, my theater erupted in cheering when they aired it. The footage looked great. Can't wait to see it. See the 3D version of the trailer. So to bring back the discussion from several weeks ago, lock me in. Avatar 2,
2: biggest opening weekend 2022. All right, Jason. I love that. I love the enthusiasm. I love the Mm. excitement. Yeah. And I love someone who's willing to go out on a limb and claim. And and agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. <laughs> you're done. You're, you're done. Somebody, Ralph, can you get him? Get away from me, Ralph! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Robert reads a lot. Wrote in. Uh, wrote in. Robert reads a lot. Wrote in and said he's been racking his brain to come up with movie franchises that are standalone with all new characters. It's tough, and a few are really close, but I think I have the winner. First, some winners up. Some runners up: The Purge, Final Destination, and VHS. Yeah. And he did little descriptions for those, which I left out, which each one has one or two
1: characters that appear in several of them, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. So it's not fully disconnected. Yeah. This is something we were talking about last Final week.
2: Final Destination is a great example. Yeah.
1: But I think there, he said there was a character that, that's in two of them or right, something. Yeah.
2: Right. But, but his, his winner is Predator. No human carryover in any of these movies, and he's fairly confident that those are different predators in each movie as well. And then he declares victory. Of course, beautiful Robert reads a lot. Wins, yeah, as usual. Yeah, that's what comes, boys and girls. Can we just take a minute here for a PSA? That's what comes from reading. A lot, a lot. You read a little, great, but you read a lot, man. He's got a pool list. It, it. it works. Yeah, Don Demond writes in.
1: I saw Doctor Strange two. Did he see it many times? He says one more time. One time. One time. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate you clarifying that. Mm. He says, I expect to watch watch it again, but I have questions that I need David's comic book side oh, to oh, help oh, answer. Oh, right. It. Good, good. What does the third eye mean imply going forward? Um, I'm pretty sure it's just the general third eye, spirit eye. Like
2: meaning. what's on our dollar bill? Yeah.
1: Well, like the, the general like guru you know, third eye thing. Yeah. You know, uh, what do they call that? Yeah. Right there. It's, a, it's um, it's the third eye. It's, a pretty, yeah, it's mythical a pretty mythical thing. Yeah. Staple. His second question is Wanda dead, mm. so which I would say I would not be surprised if we saw her again. There was a big, like when the thing was falling, there was a big explosion, uh, which could have been her teleporting out or something or, mm. I don't know. Our, but, my question along, I'd find if she was dead,
2: too. My question along the same lines is, is Wanda and the Scarlet Witch one and the same? Yeah. Okay, so Scarlet, um, in my opinion, Scarlet Witch is dead. Well, so, yeah. So so in other universes, Wanda lives. Right. But in the universe that we're watching, yeah. she's now dead. She's dead. The, the thing here is that there's a different...
1: She, Wanda is the Scarlet Witch, but the Darkhold had right. corrupted her right. in this... So it was the dark hold that was not making her do anything, but, but influencing her to be more evil.
2: Mm. Brad.
1: And then he said, "Is David still breathing after seeing Patrick Stewart appear in the MCU?" To which I'll follow up because it was spoiled. It was not as big of a thing, although the X Men theme did get me a little jived up. But seeing uh, Mister Fantastic was way more exciting for me. Mm. So yeah, they they did a good job of keeping that secret, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. So, all right. So let's move on to what you're doing, what, what, what you reading, what's been going on with you outside of, you know, the theater.
2: The theater? Yeah. There's a life outside of the theater? Uh, not for you. Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? You've got two couches here. I know you sleep on Yeah. Them. I have definitely spent the night on those couches. <laughs> right. All right. Um, I am trying. My really good friend Kyle has watched. We, we're co-Ozark fans. Oh. And he's done. <clears throat> And he's dying to talk to me about it. And I have not started the last season because I've been crazy busy. So I'm ho- I I hope to wrap that up this week. Like I I have a, a big race behind me now and I have a little bit more breathing time. And um, so I'm, I'm hoping to wrap that up this week. The big race behind me, I participated in the 2021 Ironman World Championships out in beautiful but hot mm-hmm. St. George, Utah. And this was in the Red Rock Canyons. And it was uh, great. I had a great day. It was super hot. If you've never been to the Southwest, specifically this region with the red rocks and all that kind of stuff, it feels like you landed on Mars. Mm. Like everything is red. Everything is hot. It's dry. I was looking all over for Matt Damon. He was nowhere to be found. Rude. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. That's what I like to know about it. Well, (laughs) yeah, Matt Damon. Yeah. So I haven't really been up to doing anything because I was away traveling. But we had a great trip. Great trip! Everything worked out really well. I did not win the race. What? But Amy said I could come home anyway. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I thought well, it was I'm very generous of on her. Both fart- right. farts. Right. Both farts. Both farts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I watched everything, everywhere, all at once again. Mm. Oh, really? So good. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really. Enjoyed I'd like that to movie see that again. Uh, and here's the big news. Mm. You know, yep. I rant about Star Trek. Yes. Strange New Worlds is legit. Old style great Star Trek. At least with the first episode. It's very, very good. Um, if you've been sitting out on Star Trek because you don't like Discovery or Picard or whatever, give Strange New Worlds a try because it feels very authentic uh to classic Trek. Hmm.
2: So that's my thing there. So what are we doing next week? Well, there's a new movie coming out called Firestarter. Okay. And there's a new movie coming out called Family Camp which okay. is a religious kids movie, mm-hmm. which actually is selling a lot of tickets. It's going to be a pretty good movie. Um, or I was also thinking if you wanted, we could go back and watch Uncharted. What are you, what are you feeling? I don't care. I've I mean, already seen Uncharted. All right, let's watch Firestarter. Okay. Are you up for that? Yeah. Because you're not a big horror movie, but I think yeah, this
1: is Stephen King. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I'm on board. Firestarter. Yeah. yeah. All right. So next week we'll be doing Firestarter. Finally, a nice short movie. Yeah.
1: Look, if you want to be a part of the show mm. and you want to talk to us about whatever, Firestarter, anything, any other thing we've yeah. been talking about, the best way to do that is to email us, podcast at com. There's also our Facebook page. You can hit mm-hmm. us up there. There's usually the conversation going on. Trailer Master Jason will post mm-hmm. the trailers up there if you want to check them out. Nice little link.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to support the show,
0: mm.
1: what's the number one way to do that?
2: Well, I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's a new, new trend going around the world. What people are doing, you know how a telemarketer calls you and you hang up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what people are doing now to get back at them is you answer the phone, and you say hello, and they say, "This is David from American Insurance Company. And I'd like to talk to you about your health insurance." And then what you do is you say, "Thanks. I'd like to talk to you about the Penn Cinema Podcast." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good to put like a couple bullet points on a card. Right. Right. What, what so, are the, what's the first bullet point? For, what have you been putting in your ears? Right. Q-tips? Right. Nah. Wrong. How about this? Right. Right. <laughs> you think Q-tips? No. No. We have a show for you. Right. 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 What's number two? <laughs> number two is uh, you're getting your facts from the news on cable TV. Wrong. Wrong. Have we got a source for you? Yeah. <laughs>
0: right.
2: <laughs> These guys, okay. consummate fact checkers. They are on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and they never let the truth get in the way of a good story. That's right. 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 Number three, of all the podcasts out there,
1: they're one of them. We're one of them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or if you are lucky enough that you don't get telemarketer calls, Um, just tell a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Tell a friend about the Penn Cinema podcast. Um, I'm really happy that our numbers continue to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. I, I've gotten comfortable. I've 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 resolved myself. Mm. Do you remember when we first started out and we were really freaked out because we thought it was just the two of us? Yeah, we realized Wait, what's going on. And then all of a sudden, people were listening, and yeah. we were like, "Oh my god!" People who weren't just our moms. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, only one of us has a mom that listens yeah, to the, the show. The other one watches the
3: show. <laughs> right. <laughs> the other <laughs> one watches
2: the show. <laughs> Anyway, so now I've, I've, I've grown comfortable with this concept. So yeah. tell a friend. We love continuing to grow. And uh, thank you for listening.
1: Yeah. Well, once again, for the Pensono
2: Podcast, I'm David Moulton. And I'm Ben Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party on. on.
0: Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.penncinema.com.